Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Well, check this out. Since Norby Walters are agents...
American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. Listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Keep on coming. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Coach K Radio. Woo! And tonight is Symptometry Night. Every second and fourth Tuesday of each and every month, we give you more of what you are looking for. If you want more champagne added to your campaign, you cannot be in a better place. Sit back, relax, loosen up your belt buckle, take off your shoes, light your incense, uh, and pick up some pineapples. Ooh, some nice wet pineapples will get you a nice shot of Simto Ginger formula. Um, because we're gonna stimulate the blood tonight, baby. Mm, 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 mm. I do my best that I can to make sure that the shows that I put together are informative, spiritual, entertaining and always at a high degree of energy, and I promise you that tonight I will not let you down. Oh, did I say controversial? (laughs) Yes, again tonight we got another controversial issue, but it's important. It's important. That's me. I'll talk about what the other ones won't talk about. I don't know what's taboo, you know? Me, myself... I have to speak the facts. I got to speak the truth. I got to let it be known. And that's just how I roll. Like, this is going to be an amazing episode of Symptometry Night. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. 
I know some of you who were looking at the show and you downloaded it, you might not have caught it live. You are going to say, Lord, have mercy. I missed this one. Well, yes, you did. The name of tonight's show, Dysfunctions from Sexual Malnutrition. Now, you know, a lot of people always talk about food, and they talk about the vegan lifestyle, they talk about the blood type diet, they talk about you need more herbs, and, you know, everybody time talk about nutrition, and I'm, I'm eating healthy. When do they ever talk about their sexual consumption? <clears throat> well, tonight, we're going to talk about sexual consumption and sexual malnutrition. Oh, you don't know what that means? That means you're not getting enough. That's right. There isn't enough. And you've been fed. This is what I was thinking about right before the show. Tonight, we can call this one the calculator episode. If I have $44 in my pocket and I have to spend $22, then I want to know how much is left. And I will put that in the calculator. But if I put $43 in the calculator and I subtract $22, i am going to get a different answer. I'm really going to get the wrong answer because I have $44, but I typed in $43. And that is the real problem in healthcare right now. And in most of the things that we think that we know are the truth, we have typed in 43 instead of 44. We input the wrong information and we got our information from the wrong people. But tonight we're here to straighten all that out, especially around this subject of what? Sexual intercourse. Do you need it? How much do you need it? And why are so many people going so long without having sex? Say what? Two years? Four years? Ten years? Hold on, I have to fan myself. Are you serious? And you know one of my favorite, you know, I can't even play my favorite sound effect when I hear somebody talking about it's been four, five, six years of, and I haven't had sex. This is a dream come true. No, it's not. That's not a dream come true. That's a nightmare. You know, and the hits ain't coming. You know, this is a problem. And all of my shows are personal. Me, myself, no, I have not gone three or four years without having sex. But I know people. And each and every show that I've done has been about or for somebody. I never call names. But when I touch on subjects, Sometimes it may be just about one or two people. I used to smoke a lot of weed. I did a show on marijuana. I think the whole country showed up that night. I couldn't even let no callers get in after like 9 o'clock. My lines were jam-packed. But now I know some people who have not had sex for, I think, worst-case scenario. But for me, what was the worst-case scenario was, a, was a, a, a woman who hadn't had sex in 13 years. And I could see issues and problems with her, and then I started uh, studying with Dr. Abbott and some commentary, and they let me know that there was, you need to have sexual intercourse to keep your hormones balanced, and if you don't, your hormones are going to be off kilter, you're going to be imbalanced, and some people say, well, you know, a little imbalance, you know, we're all, you know, we're, none of us are perfect, that's the biggest lie in the world right there, we all are perfect. 
Our birthdays guarantee that we're perfect in our own space. We just got to know ourselves. You understand? That's why I love symptometry because this is one of the sciences that recognizes and utilizes astrology alongside with healthcare, alongside with root, root cause therapy, you know, on a, on a subatomic level, going down small with the microscope and going big with the telescope. Not, oh, you know, that's some kind of pseudoscience. We cure people. We use the most ancient sciences on the planet. Woo! This gets me excited just thinking about it. And it's very, very, very important that all of you understand that this is going to be a huge, huge, huge show tonight about demystifying some of these non-truths. I don't know why people have said, well, I do know, because of religion. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Oh, wait till you get married. Oh, if if, if you haven't, you know, um, the man is crazy or the woman is crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to tell you like this. Men hormonal levels and women hormonal levels are two totally different animals. Two totally different animals. Whew, I wanted to be a woman too when I was in heaven before I came down. But God said, "Nah, I know what your plan is. You can't do it. You have to come down here as a man." And you know, I used to be disgruntled, but now I'm okay with it because some of the things that women go through because of their hormonal levels, man, can we say vicious? Because they keep a lid on things very, very well, but the help is here. We got to do this, and we got to do it as soon as possible. Before I get this show started tonight, what I'm going to do is, you see, I already started it with Fantastic Voyage, because I'm inviting each and every one to come down here and take this trip with us tonight and really get the right information. So please stay tuned. I got to take a quick, quick, quick commercial break, pay some bills, and I'm going to be right back in two minutes and two seconds. Thank you so much for joining us sometime tonight. We are back in live and direct. And tonight's show, like I said, is going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, I had to go check on my uh, one of my most favorite co-hosts, Dr. Abbott, and check on him. And he will be joining us shortly. But I also do see that uh, Seafood Nardi, Grandmaster Nardi, is in the building. Dr. Maxwell Nardi, the founder of Sometimetry, 
is, is already in the building and getting loaded up, locked and ready. But we're going to do something real special that we've never done on this show tonight. We're going to do an astrological update because sometimes I look at the timing of the shows and I was like, because I was going to do a show on cigarette smoking and black miles. And then all of a sudden, last week, something said, go ahead and do a show on this sexual dysfunctions, man. People need nourishment. You know, it makes you feel good when you have sex. And I saw somebody put on Facebook today, they said, well, uh, does having sex relate to my happiness and making money? And I was like, yeah, money loves happy people. Money don't like uh, angry people. So I have a very, very, very special Scorpio friend that's going to come on tonight with me. She's She's never been a guest on this particular show, but we, we, we've done work together and we're looking forward to doing a lot of work in the future. She's one of my mentors in astrology. I think the world of her. I mean, she is the bomb diggity, if you all know what I mean. She is a Scorpio herself. She's a Scorpion queen. I'm not going to give a sign away. I'm going to let her disclose that as she desires, but I want you all to get up on your feet tonight and please welcome Samaya. Wow, Tyer, thank you so much. That was a wonderful This is a dream come true. <laughs> and the I love it. I love it. How are you? I am blessed by the best and too sexy to be stressed, Ma. How are you feeling tonight? <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for having me. This was very uh, last minute, but I'm here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, it is, and this is what happens when you obey the will of the universe. I was just coming through Facebook, minding my business, and I saw your post, and I said, what? Tonight, tomorrow? What? This is coming up, and I'm doing this subject? I said, I said, just look how the universe and the planets are just moving in divine accord. I said, man, I got to have somebody to come on here and speak on this because I like doing transits and doing astro weather. But sometimes I know some people that are better than me, and I know to stay in my lane. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I know that you heard the subject. I know that you heard the topic of uh, what I'm talking about tonight. And what I'm going to do is I- I'm going to read it for you because you're my guest. I want you just to, to stay relaxed. But I want to read, you know, something that you posted on your page today. And it says, Tomorrow, Venus. Goddess and planet of love, relationships and money into Scorpio, the sign of sex, death, and rebirth, where she will reside until October the 6th. I'll give you the bad news first. This is a transit of cheating, secret love affairs, sexual secrets, venereal disease, jealousy, possessiveness, obsession, prostitution, crimes of passion, stalking, fatal distraction, and restraining orders. So basically, this is the transit that jump-offs and side pieces have been waiting for all year. But on the high side, this is what got me. This transit can bring a soulmate union. Great sex, great wealth, increased creativity, the determination to transform or change your life for the better. During this transit, Scorpio and the other water and earth signs will be winning. Leo, Taurus, like myself, and Aquarius are on the prelude. Lord, have mercy. The queen bee of hip-hop. Now, when I saw this, I just read, I was just like throwing my hands up. I was like... <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. Because I'm sure about sex tonight, and Venus, the planet that rules Taurus, is getting ready to go in across the street and say, "Look, I'm gonna fall down for a second to October the sixth over here in Scorpio." So I want to know 
you know, what do you think about what you heard about my topic tonight and how that ties into what's going on in the stars right about now? It is absolutely perfect. It You could not have planned the timing of this show better. Um, Venus, as, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, a lot of people are astrologically inclined, but Venus is the planet of love. Um, she is the planet of our relationships, it, our attracting power. And a lot of people don't realize that Venus, you know, points to us to to where and what we attract in our life and our and based on how well or not so well aspected she is, it determines your power of attraction. So her right now she's leaving the sign of Libra, which is relationships. So everyone's focus has really been on their relationships for probably about the last month or so. She's now moving into the sign of sex death and rebirth and transformation and what we call in astrology we call venus in this sign is in her detriment and that's an astrological term basically that means she's not she cannot operate at her best um as if she were say in a sign like libra she's you know she rules libra so that is a sign that she is comfortable in she can perform at um her very best in that sign but in the sign of Scorpio, she doesn't do so well. Venus turns, um, it gets really, it can get very ugly. She can turn, um, she can be very jealous. She can be very promiscuous. Um, you know, that is why I basically stated that this is a transit of cheating because um, Pluto rules over secrets and the planet of love hooked up with, um, you know, the planet of secrets or the sign of secrets basically points toward a lot of secret um, sexual things. So basically what you're going to see in a lot of um, people's lives around you and possibly in a lot of the news stories is going to be um, some sexual secrets coming out. Some people will be forced out of the closet. Um, you know, they'll be exposed. Um, there'll probably be something in the news in regards to prostitution. In terms of your topic for tonight, um she does Venus in Scorpio does rule over sexual not only sexual diseases but sexual dysfunction. So a lot of people will be dealing with that and on an even lower level it could be um sexual things such as um rape and sexual traumas as well. So this is not a time to be out drinking and you know, leaving your drink, if you're out with your girlfriends, leaving your drink unattended, coming back, because um, this is a time where um, there are a lot of increased sexual assault, so you have to be very careful. But, yes, this is um, this is definitely a great time for you to present your topic because, like I said, um, Venus and Scorpio, um, it's a lot. She's If you look at the medical side of it, uh, this is yeast infections, ladies. You know, this is the time where if you are prone to yeast infections, you know, this is the time to keep yourself up because um, a lot of that will flare up, and especially depending on your chart. Um, we're looking at hemorrhoids, herpes, abortions, miscarriages, um, all of those things will be pronounced, and people will be dealing with these issues until um, around October the sixth. So this is, like I said, it's a perfect time for you to present this topic. 
I am so glad that you just came in there and just laced it down like that. Like that was just that was that was magnificent. I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the things also um a great time is because here at Symptometry, we are always ready. We're like the firefighters of healthcare, you know. And so with this issue coming up, this you know, for like the next almost the next month. Um, we want to provide people with an avenue to come to heal from some of these uh, sexually related traumas. We also want to support Venus. You know, we love Venus. We love relationships, but we also know that the, 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 the clock for healing is always ticking, and we want to make sure that we leave a light on. And I know last month, if being that Venus was in Libra and she was quite comfortable for the people who are listening to the show, and like I said, this show is for the people who have not had sex in a long time. They may be Which, even... <laughs> I want to speak on that too, mister. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But hold on, hold on. Let me finish this statement. Um, they're gonna, I feel that they're going to be even more frustrated, and their hormonal levels, you know, are going to be even even at a more volatile level. At this time right here, they're the ones who really have to be careful right now and uh, possibly seek assistance. This is not the show where I'm saying, hey, you just need to go ahead and have sex after you listen to what we got to tell you tonight. But you got to start to prepare for your transition. This may not, the last month when Venus was in Libra could have been the time for you to come off your hiatus, you know, and get some good love and then stop balancing them hormones out. But also tonight, I'm going to talk about some strategies. From my from my end, about you know, because some people have used what I call piss poor excuse of, oh, all men ain't no good, and well, my last relationship, and I'm saying don't keep living in the past. You know that last person, uh, don't keep carrying around that emotional uh, uh, stigma that's going to stop you from receiving love in your life and making sure that you are optimally healthy. So. Yes, I am interested. What you getting ready to say? I must have sparked something over there. What you getting ready to say? Yes, when yeah. you uh <laughs> uh now I'm not as bad as the woman that you know that um was on hiatus for thirteen years. Um, however, you know, I did as you know, a lot of my close friends do know that, you know, I have was, you know, on a hiatus and I wanted to say to the ladies who are um either going through celibacy or thinking about going through celibacy, it's the best thing that you can do. Um, before um, I just got in a relationship in, at the end of February, and before I got into a relationship, I had been celibate for three years and 11 months. I went and I calculated it up. It, it turned out to be 1,430 days <laughs> of no sex. Ladies, I, I have to say this. Um, it is the most rewarding spiritual experience that you will have. It is the ultimate detox. It is the ultimate detox, I promise you. You have to cleanse yourself of your previous partners. You have to. Jumping, and we don't realize when we jump from one relationship to the next, if you don't give yourself a full detox and give yourself time between sexual partners, they stick with you. And that is why you can't get over them. That is why you can't let go. 
And that is what keeps you and weighs you down. So one thing about this transit, one thing you have to understand, Scorpio energy is all or nothing. A Scorpio is going to either be having lots and lots of sex or it has the discipline to have no sex at all. That is the beauty of it. So on the hot side, those who have control of themselves can maneuver through this transit without falling prey to the downside, which is excessive sex and and abnormal or secret, sexual secret activities. So you don't have to play that side of it. But on the high side, this is a great time to replenish yourself because Pluto does rule over transformation and rebirth. So if you want to go through a sexual rebirth, this is a great time to do that. But for the ladies who are out there who think that they cannot go go 30 days or a month, use this time. If you think you can't do it, Venus and Scorpio will give you the discipline to abstain from sex. You laughing, okay. <laughs> it will. Some people need some help now. I'm not, some people need to slow it down. I'm, I'm, I mean, men and women, some people need to slow it down, but this show is for them people that's over there. They in the wheelchair, but they can really walk. You know, you, you can't be a sprinter sitting in a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to ask you, I'm so happy that you came on because with your honesty, I'm able to ask you this question, and I want some more women to call in tonight on the same thing I'm getting ready to ask you, I want some women who have um, who have what I call, see, there's three things around the word use. You can use, which is regular. Then you can misuse, which is not used enough. And then there's abuse, which is too much. So I know that there are some women who are having, you know, what we might call a regular amount of sex. You know, I don't know what that particular number is. That's why I have Dr. Nardi on. I brought a scientist in who's been doing research on this subject for over 30 years. And he's a food scientist and a microbiologist, and he's got some research and works with some equipment and clients from all over the world. So it's not just theory, and it's not just emotionally charged. But I want some women to call in tonight who are who feel they're having regular amounts of sex, women who have been on hiatus for, like you said, like yourself, a few years, and then women who have, quote-unquote, got back in the ball game. And I want to ask them, can you tell personally a noticeable difference in your mental attitude and physical attitude from the time that you were not having sex and now that you are back to having sex? And I'll let you answer that any way that you want to wow. level of disclosure. That, that is a great you? question. I am so glad you asked that question because, yes, there is a tremendous difference. Um, Unfortunately, and this is just my experience, and I think that every woman will probably be different, but I can guarantee you I was a lot more psychic when I was not having sex. I was a lot more dealing on a higher vibration. And even though the relationship is it's a healthy relationship, you know, um, and it's a committed relationship, but still there, and, and I know for a fact now that there is something about sex, and I understand why the priest would, you know, they don't like for people to have sex. And, and I see why, because when you're abstaining from it, it does put you on a higher vibration. Um, I just, I noticed the difference. 
Okay. It's a major okay. difference. It's a major. I can tell you, it's a major difference spiritually. It's like some some mundane things. Like I'm back doing mundane things, you know. And like for instance, you, I'm, you're friends with me on Facebook. You saw my post the other day. I'm ranting and raving and going in, and 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 that was stuff that you never saw from me. You my no, you never saw me even discuss my personal life, um, let alone go in on someone like that. And that was some low vibration, low level stuff. So now, it does take you. It does take you um, a, a few notches down. Now, um, but were there times when you uh, were not having sex that you found yourself being frustrated? You know what I'm saying? Maybe not in, on, on the psychic realm, but on the physical realm. Do you think there may have been some physical uh, abnormal, abnormal things going on? And then once you started, you know, got back into a relationship and started having sex, that, you know, maybe you had a little more spry, a little more kick to your step, a little something like that, a little more, like, what about your levels of happiness and joy? Um, that has increased, and um, the headaches stopped. I used to have headaches, like, really, really bad consistently. Um, and, you know, I was on them goodie powers real bad. <laughs> I think we talked about that. <laughs> Yeah. I used to be on that powder real bad, and if, for those of you that are not in the South or don't know this, it's a um, aspirin. Um, but yeah, I used to take um, I used to take them religiously, like every day. That was like a cup of coffee or something. I had to have that every morning. So I've noticed that the headaches have stopped, and just you know, I, a lot of people notice a difference in my attitude. So I um, mean, you know, of course, when you are in a you know good relationship and you're getting some, you know, of course your levels of you know, happiness will increase, but um, you know there was a, a there. Like I said, there was a price to pay because on one hand, you know, you know things are good and you're feeling good and you're doing good on this level. But as far as spiritually, I did notice an, an, a major decrease in on that level. Well, it's like I said, three three and a half years, and then you're just coming back into the game in February now. Full force came back full force too. See, that's what, that's what Dr. Nardi talks about all the time when he tells me, he says, Kair, from paradigm to paradigm transition, meaning when you come back in, and I think that's one of the things I want to talk about tonight is, you know, some women, um, they think they can come back. It's like breaking a fast. Like, you're not supposed to break a fast on some eggs and, and, and some grits and some biscuits. You know what I'm saying? You've been fasting for like two, <laughs> like, like, like a week or something or two weeks. And then all of a sudden you throw all that stuff back in your digestive system. Your system is upset with you, and it's going to retaliate. And it's going to be like, what's wrong with you? Who do you think this is? Let me, uh, let me give you a message from us, from your cells, about how we don't appreciate you just jerking us and stanching us around like this. You know, there's a preparation for going into a fast, and there's a fasting period. Then there's the transition out of it. And so the same thing with, um, I, I know, and this was one of the things that, that really led me to doing the show tonight was this woman had not had sex in 13 years. And she was talking about that when she had sex, it was mandatory that she come back in at the exact same level that when she left. And I said, ma'am, that's going to be impossible. That's going to be impossible for this. Okay, a month. Okay, six months. Okay, one year maybe. But you're not the same person that you were 13 years ago. Your Jupiter done made a whole lap plus some. 
And none of these planets <laughs> are in the same place. And you're talking about right. like you want to jump back in the saddle at the same level? And, they were, and to me, that showed the extreme of the hormonal imbalance. You know, and then I had, <laughs> the real tipping point was the other day I had, I listened to somebody's radio show, and she said she had been in a relationship in 17 years. And she was on the line with the doctor, and I'm not going to call no names, and the doctor said, you know, he was trying to ask her some questions, and he was not trying to be funny. He was asking her some medical questions, and she was in straight denial. She was just like, oh, I'm good. You know, I mean, she made up every reason why she didn't need to be having sex or why, how it was okay but you could tell by like the tone of her voice changed and the energy level that she was giving off changed when she said, yes, it was 17 years. And I was like, what? I was like, what in the world? And so there's some other research I was doing um, this um, this week that led me to see that there were also some some women who and men who were like 45 and 50-year-old virgins had still not had sex. And I was like, can I just imagine what their levels are like right now. When they go through, um, you know, mood swings, I think that that would probably be some of the biggest in the world type, you know, imbalances. And I'm all about trying to keep it an even keel. Got my moon in Libra right at 14 degrees, so I'm right in the middle. So I want people to have cool relationships. I'm not one that even wants sex 30 days out of the month. But I think I do need my share. You know, I like to keep it <laughs> and um, I can and, and I can definitely tell you know physical differences when I haven't. I will agree that as far as psychic power, for to not have any ejaculation will increase Kundalini energy in order for you to be more perceptive. Now, in studying tantra for over ten years. I have also understood um, different methods for um, advanced types of orgasms, and there's a difference between orgasm and ejaculation, just like there's a difference between celibacy and abstinence. And I'm going to make this my last point before I bring Dr. Nardi on, because I definitely want to introduce you to him before you go. And, and you can stay as long as you like, but, you know, if you did come on last minute for me, I definitely am great. Yeah, you know, but, i got to get these babies ready for school. That's right. Tell, tell who you say what's up. Um, <laughs> I def, um, abstinence, in your case, and I will say this because I know you, celibacy, well, I'm, I'm going to make my blanket statement first. Celibacy is spiritual. It's a, it, 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 it has spiritual connotations to it, and you... Know when you're coming off of it, or you at least have a time scheduled for coming off of it. Abstinence is not spirituality, ladies and men. I'm telling you now, abstinence is just, I ain't having it. And especially if you're angry at somebody or you disgruntled or whatever, but you're not spiritual and you just, as they say, sitting on it, I ain't letting nobody get none of this. That's not celibacy. That's abstinence. You just, you just abstain from having intercourse. But I tell you what, guess what? If you masturbating, <laughs> you disqualified all the way around. You disqualified. Don't even tell me you celibate if you masturbating. I don't even want to hear that. So um, I'm 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 not gonna ask nobody for no confessions about 
their masturbation tendencies, yes or no, or whatever tonight, you know. Anybody want to volunteer some information, that's fine because this is a grown-up network. But if you don't have a spiritual background, a spiritual purpose for withholding from sexual intercourse for the purpose of raising your raising your spirituality and your kundalini, and Samaya is a psychic. Samaya reads people all the time. I don't mean like like ghetto reading. I'm talking about she actually <laughs> You know, she has, she has a clairvoyant ability that she develops and works on, you know, through through various modalities. Um, that's a, she's a different story. And but if you, you know, I, I don't, I'm gonna have to say it just so I get my message across. If you like good ratting it up, and you just, you know, you just messing with two or three guys, and all of a sudden you just say, you know, all of y'all are frustrating me. I don't know which one to pick, and oh, I'm mad because he cheated on me, so I ain't having sex with nobody. That's not celibacy. You just stop having intercourse. We call that abstinence. So I, I, I made my little uh, spill on the difference between celibacy and abstinence. I ran my mouth enough, and now I want to bring in the showstopper. Woo-wee! I want to. He he's been sitting over here just listening. I don't know when he's taking notes or whatever, but I know he's ready because he's always ready for topics like this. I want you all to put y'all's hand together because no one can do it better. He's been with me 53 straight shows since March of 2012. This is my friend and yours. Some people up in Canada call him Uncle Nardi. I call him Grandmaster Nardi. The University uh, UCLA and Harvard Medical School call him Doctor, because they know who he is. He's one of the most recognized on the who's who's list in the medical profession right now. He's worked with scientists all over the world. He's worked with the FDA. He's an expert in the GMOs that everybody's so scared of. He's a fourth-generation master herbalist with roots in Africa. His brother was born on the water. Samaya, got the same birthday as Kanye West, and he ain't no joke. Y'all put y'all hand together for Dr. Maxwell Narty. It's awesome, baby. Dr. Narty, thank you for joining us again tonight at Coach K Radio and some time at your night. How you feeling? Oh, fine. Thank you very much. And uh, it was great listening also to the sister with uh, expose on uh, on uh, astrology and uh, a discussion of Venus and uh, and uh, the relation with the, uh, with uh, secrecy and uh, sexuality. And she also brought in some celibacy and all that. So I was just enjoying listening to her. And uh, thank you very much for your contribution. Oh, thank you. It's an honor to meet you finally. No, <laughs> thank you. Dr. Nardi, you know, we got a hot subject tonight right here. Um, 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 I, you know, over at some time, I feel that we are down for normalcy. You know, normalcy, um, try to stay away from the extremes. And the name of the show is Dysfunctions from Sexual Malnutrition. And so I know a lot of people say, oh, I want to eat the right things, but I'm saying that sexual intercourse is also a form of nutrition. What do you feel about that? Um, if you discuss sex, you have to know who we are as biological entities. Um, we are here in order to procreate. So this is why we have a difference between ritualistic sex and recreational sex. 
So, uh, and the adrenal cortex that sits atop the kidney plays a major role in our decision to have sex or not to have sex. People tend to forget the importance of the adrenal cortex. Um, there, are, there are a small group of specialized, highly specialized cells within the adrenal cortex that produce a hormone, a, mon, a hormone called androgen. This is the hormone that regulates our sexual drive, our sex drive as a hormone. How do you spell that hormone, Dr. Nardi? Androgen. A for Apple, N for Nancy, D for Doug, R for Robert, O for Orange, G for George, E for Edward, N for Nancy. Androgen. Now, androgen has three levels. It has three levels. If it is normal, if it is normal, it is very, very easy for a person to control his or her sex drive. Two, if it is if the level is too high, if the level is too high the person will not be able to control his or her sex drive. On the surface, the person can control it. But at night, or in the privacy of his or her home, even in his car, there are so many turn-ons that will enable him or her to feel like having intercourse immediately. This is the problem that has led to nymphomania, where a woman who is touched on her breast is violently aroused. A woman who sees a man with the magnetizing spot is crazily aroused. She cannot do anything about it because um, her level is just too high. Hormonal imbalance bring about that. Know the difference between a man and a woman. Women produce a lot of estrogen. And estrogen depletes the raw material that the adrenal cortex uses to produce androgen. It is called vitamin E. Estrogen, de estrogen depletes vitamin E. Cooking depletes vitamin E. And when you have a situation where a, a woman progesterone or a woman progesterone is less than her estrogen, there will be hormonal imbalance. And this estrogen will keep depleting vitamin E. And it is a constant depletion of vitamin E that will send the androgen level a little bit too high. This is the problem that we have about prostitution. You remember 
I about um, a year ago, over a year ago, I had this woman. She is now a very respectable woman, and she is now an. She is, she, has, she has passed the bar, and she is now an attorney. You remember she, she invited me to her graduation after I treated her condition. She used to prostitute herself, and she was not in for the money. She was she just wanted to have intercourse. This woman had nymphomania, and what did I do? I rebalanced her hormones. I nourished her hormones properly, and I showed her what kind of vitamin E with selenium, selenium to take, because any vitamin E that she that was in the food that she was eating, there is vitamin E in butter, there is vitamin E in margarine, any vitamin E that she consumes, it will be depleted. So I had to nourish her glands properly. And this was how I was able to save this woman's life. And I'm very glad that today she passed her bar uh, exam and she's going to be an attorney. That is excellent. So as far as men are concerned, men produce sperm every day. Fresh, fresh sperm every day. Men are not like women. Women are born with about over 500 eggs in one ovary. When a, woman, when a baby girl is born, this is what is there. They may be very, very, very tiny at that time, but as they grow, they assume the normal shape, they will assume the normal shape, and they will be there. So the sexual urge of a woman is not the same as that of a man. Don't make a mistake about this. A woman can control herself. A man, if he tries to do it, he will go crazy. He will go crazy. So a man, a man must do his best to have intercourse. I would not like to say a number of and I would not like, like to say the number of times because I know people they will be carrying my name all over the place. Oh Dr. Nati said, Dr. Nati said, Dr. Nati said, I don't want that. But all I have to say is if you are in a good relationship, make sure that there is no mismatch. When you have the sexual urge, when you have the self sex drive, the woman should also have her sex drive. And I will show you how to keep your vitamin E level up so that the woman has libido in the same time that the man also has libido. And you need some foreplay. You need some foreplay. You need some nurturing in order to do that. If you don't know how to do this, this will lead to, uh, this will lead to an imbalance. Sexual energy used must always be equal to sexual energy supply. Sexual energy used must always be equal to sexual energy supply. If there is a mismatch in a woman, if there is a mismatch in a woman, her androgen level will be too low. And if the androgen level is too low, there will be no sex drive for that woman. The man will be ready, but the woman will not. To a man, the man's, to the woman, the man's aggression will be a turn off. 
So what do you have to do? Now you hear of men having an affair, or if it is the opposite, you have a, you hear of a woman who suffers from nymphomania having an affair because there is an imbalance. There is a mismatch. So when you are doing relationship counseling, you need to take into account these anatomical factors, these physiological factors. Celibacy is easy for a woman, but not for a man. Oh, look at all these Roman Catholic priests. Look at so many cases that they've had, and more cases have been heard. More cases have been heard. It is easy if you want to be a Roman Catholic priest. I will show you what you have to do so that you impoverish your adrenal cortex. Once you impoverish your adrenal cortex, you will be a very good Roman Catholic priest, and you take your vow of celibacy, and you will not have any problem. You will not go around molesting children and be a pedophile and be a, a, a sex predator and all that with these choir boys. You will not do that. You will not do that. There is a way to help this Roman Catholic priest. And we have the, we have the solution. Wow. So yes. Yes. Make sure. Make sure. Uh, you know you know me. I always want the best for everyone. So I'm not lambasting the Roman Catholic priest. I want them to serve their faith with dignity and with honor. And they've not had a solution, we have the solution. We want them to be good priests. We need good priests because we need a place where our spirit can be uplifted once a week, once a week or twice a week. It's part of the nurturing process. But when you have, when, when you have priests who are, who, who are, who, whose reputation is so is, is soil to this to this to this extent they, they, they are going to lose their respect, but we need them. We need truck drivers, we need police officers, we need soldiers, we need uh, astrologers, we need uh, 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 charcoal burners, charcoal sellers. We need everyone. No one is no one is useless. But if a person has become a sexual deviant. Symptometry has a solution. Don't forget, never lose sight of the adrenal cortex and the and androgen. And you have to find a way to nourish this too properly. And there's a difference between a man and a woman. Thank you. Mm. Doctor, thank you, Dr. Nardi. You said that if the Catholic priest needs to nourish the adrenal gland or men who wish to be celibate need to nourish the adrenal gland? I didn't. I did not hear you. Uh, could you could you repeat? You said that men who wish to be celibate need to nourish the adrenal gland. Men who wish to do men who wish to do what? And they wish to be celibate. You said that the Catholic priest. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yeah. No, 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 no. Men who wish to be celibate should know how to impoverish, impoverish part of the adrenal cortex that produces androgen. They have to know how to do it. Oh, and the adrenal cortex. Yes, the adrenal cortex. There's a, there's a small there's a small group of specialized cells that produce androgen in the within the adrenal cortex. And if you are not going to use it, you have to impoverish it. 
then and then you will not you will not have any urge at all. No urge at all. No urge. Wow. Now Dr. Nardi, that just just in itself that you have discovered or uncovered or you know, it's 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 been there but you did the research to find out that that just you know, impoverishing. A lot of people are always talking about nurturing and superfoods, and you get a lot of these herbal mixes right now, and they just find all the superfoods and super herbs and put them together and say, "Yeah, this is it." But that, but um, that's overdoing it, right? That's correct. That's correct. And creating cross currents, which is which is not healthy for the body, and the cells don't like cross currents, right? That's correct because the cross current or the cross current uh, could send could send the could send the the gland either way either to overproduce or to underproduce. Just like people who suffer from hypothyroidism and others suffer from uh, you know hyperthyroidism, hypo or hyper, hypo or hyper. That is how the glands work. Mm. So you have to know how to balance. You have to know how to balance. You have to know how to balance the nourishment of the glands properly. If you don't know how to do it, well, you have these young young boys around who who who, who if they don't have inter if they don't have health, if they don't have sex, what will they do? They will start masturbating. They will be masturbating, and then as they masturbate, what are they going to do? What are they doing? They are creating an imbalance between uh, sexual energy uh, input and sexual energy output. They are creating an imbalance. Eventually, their brain is going to take a hit. They will become very, very forgetful. Very, very forgetful. I do remember in the masturbation show that you said that there were a number of diseases that the root cause was masturbation, and I think it was over 500 diseases. What was the... What was no, the that, 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 that was 320, yes, 320. Over 320 diseases that have a root cause in masturbation. That's correct. That's why. That's why we don't encourage masturbation. We, we don't encourage masturbation. Uh, I have. I've had. I have people who come to me with diseases. Right away, I ask them. I don't ask them, "Do you masturbate?" No, no, no. I don't. I know they are going to lie to me. I don't ask them that. I ask them, "Tell me something. How many times did you used to masturbate in one week? Is it twice or three times?" Then, then she said about, about five times, or about three times, or about twice. So there is always a connection between masturbation and a particular ailment. And when I give him or her the particulate for masturbation, the problem, the problem winds down, grinds to a halt until it is cured, without any, without breaking a sweat at all. That's what I'm talking about. And so, so now we look at that combination of people who are have not had sex, and uh, whether it be men or women, they are not having intercourse, which is like you said, it leads to them not not matching the. Um, it has to be, you know, the what used must be matched with what is supplied, and so now. Not having proper relations, not having you know healthy sexual intercourse over over the time of two, three, four, ten years or more, 
what can be, and so that is, I'm not having sexual intercourse and I'm masturbating, what can be some of the side effects or the downside of, of this particular dysfunction, Dr. Nardi? Oh, well, the person will be very, very suspicious, very, very suspicious, very, very suspicious, morbidly suspicious. Um, the person will have a strong attitude. Um, uh, that is from my personal experience, what I've seen. Um, uh, the person uh, will find it extremely difficult to trust another person. Trust is a big problem for these individuals. They cannot, they cannot see themselves trusting another person just like that. No. You can prove yourself 10,000 10, times. Still, uh, there will be one side of him or her that will say, mm, uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you some thoughts. Let me give you some thoughts. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is how they are. Uh, but sometimes you don't blame them, you know. Um, it's the result of the bad experience that they've had in the previous relationship. And this has turned, this has turned into, into sex trauma. And for the person to overcome, to override this sex trauma, it's, 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 it's a bit difficult. And without, without, without nurturing from another person, what are you going to have? You are going to have a freeze of uh, that segment of the adrenal cortex. So once androgen is no longer produced, I mean, the person has lost interest. No, there's no libido. There's nothing. So if a person doesn't have libido, I mean, who, 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 what is the interest in sex? There's, there will be no interest. So such a person can, be, can, can continue to be abstinent for about six years, eight years, ten years, fifteen years. You see? And sometimes also grief trauma. Grief trauma freezes uh, 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 these cells. Uh, grief trauma, you know, your, your, the boyfriend whom you, you, you love so much, the boyfriend whom you love so much suddenly died in a car accident, in a plane crash or something like that. You know, that grief trauma is going to affect you. And it's going to affect, it. it's going to affect the, 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 the adrenal cortex. You know, we are matter. A human being is matter, and matter is energy. Negative impulses affect matter. Negative impulses affect us. Grief trauma releases negative energy. And the most, the most, the most uh, uh, sensitive part of the body at that time is adrenal gland. Either you may end up with high blood pressure or low blood pressure, or you have something, you have a problem with your, 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 your heart, in the form of in the form of cardiovascular disease, but all these are coming from the negative impulses that are overwhelming you. So wow. when you hear about people who have, who have this abstinence or celibacy and all that, fine. They sometimes they are unexplained undercurrents. They are unexplained undercurrents, and the person just keeps this to him or to him or her, to, to to himself or to herself because no one else will be able to under, understand him or her. No one else. So why discuss your your problem with another person who cannot help you? There's no point in doing that. Hmm. Boy, 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 boy. Uh, before I move on to my next session, thank you, Dr. Narji. I want to bring in. Uh, you know, I gotta bring in I, I, I gotta bring in my most knowledgeable co-host, 
himself. He was running a little behind tonight. Uh, had a, I guess he had to put out some fires. You know, we all got our capes and got our superhero uh, jobs. So I definitely want to uh, bring on um, my co-hosts with the Moses as well, uh, Dr. Abbott, the director of the American School of Symptometry, and as well, I'd like to bring on um, Dr. Wynette, if she could press one, so I can see her in the queue as well. Now, please put your hands up for Dr. Abbott and Dr. Wynette. Good evening, Dr. Wynette. Good evening, Dr. Nardi. I mean, Dr. Abbott. Good evening, Coach. How you doing? Okay. Sounds like it's hot and popping already. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Weinig, are you on the line with us? I'm here. I'm here. I had to get off a of mute. <laughs> Thank both of you for joining us tonight. What do y'all think so far about the topic tonight? I'm going to go ahead and let Dr. Weinig start it off. Dr. Weinig, how do you feel about what I've covered thus far, me and Dr. Narty? Oh, it's a very interesting uh, and complicated subject, uh, trying to figure out how all this works and yeah. it's coordinated. <laughs> um, and I think I think sexual functioning is intimately div- uh, involved in each each person defining themselves as a person, and the astrology uh, connects. And helping to understand how each each of us is finding our own way, and directed by who we are, to that. I think there's also an important component that most people know about, but haven't really thought too much about, is that not only is there a masculine and feminine energy on the outside as male and female, but there's also a masculine and feminine energy within. And the feminine uh energy is 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 the guiding principle. It's it's the it's the the rudder in 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 the boat. It's 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 um best manifested uh in contentment. And that kind of touches on uh, what Dr. Nardi was saying, that when there are issues relative to not being content, there's impoverishment of the organ system, specifically the adrenal gland, that doesn't allow the balance between uh, the hormones and the effects of the hormones. Things are imbalanced and there isn't contentment, which which supports the feminine principle um, to allow the full development of a person. Uh, The masculine principle is the the doing, but the being guided through contentment. And in my own experience, I've sort of understood these principles from... Yes, studying astrology, but also looking uh, through uh, observing the process of how there's a dance between the feminine guiding principles 
and then the masculine doing principles. It's also capacitance is an electrical uh, 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 term uh, for a feminine principle. Capacitance is feminine and potential is masculine. So from the perspective of connecting all of this, um, it's it's fascinating that uh, symptometry can help with balancing the organ systems that coordinate the sense of who we are as a complete person, as a mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, sexual being, and become more and more content in being who we are and allowing that to be revealed, which then gets down to the quantum physics. So it's all it's all very interesting and fascinating. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you. You 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 hey, you went in right there. I love I love this as a Dr. Wynette. That was because one of my principles we used the rudder as a, for the female and the, the guiding principle and the man the doing energy. The example I often use is the woman is the magnet and the man is the electricity. And um but I'm going to definitely incorporate the rudder and maybe even the sail or the horsepower. You know, the rudder doesn't necessarily move the boat, it guides the boat. And it just depends on um, you know, the 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 form of energy that's being displayed. And you know, the men could be the oarsmen of the boat. Because normally you don't see, you know, in old movies, you don't see a lot of women, you know, as oarsmen of a boat, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And before they had you know, before they had engines and, and 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 propellers, you know. So maybe we may look at it as uh, propellers and rudders. I really like that right there. I think we have to mm-hmm. talk about that offline. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on that one tonight and see can I maybe maybe even write a blog about that. Uh, Dr. Abbott, I wanna I wanna hear your piece. Uh, you came in. You missed the astrology part. Oh man, but it's okay. I wanna hear your take on you know the part that you did uh, catch and uh, your thoughts on this particular subject of dysfunction from sexual malnutrition and hormonal imbalance. You know, Coach, did, I'm, I'm glad, and this subject is, is uh, on uh, tap tonight, and I am and I find when I listened in, I, I really saw that Dr. Naughty was really putting together some really, really good uh, evidence to relate to how we, how we react and respond as human beings because all, really it's all about coupling and how things fit together, and to make it the, the whole complete. Because when you look at the, cos, the cosmology of things, it, it all started from the one, but then there was that split or that separation where the, distingu- the distinguishing of the sexes came into um, to, to become a difference. But therefore, but it's also necessary for us to reconnect and. You know, one thing that symptometry speaks on is is being healthy on the seven fronts. Can can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, because I'm getting some type of of feedback over here. But we have the uh, sex on the seven fronts. I mean, health on the seven fronts. And the very first one is we have to be sexually healthy. And so this topic definitely touches that, being sexually healthy. You know, having the 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 proper 
attitude around sex and having the, the connection to it so that it's, it's healthy, that our attitude towards it is is what is a part of our, our balance our balancing equation. Um I know in the uh in the downside of nutrition, um there was the the first part of it part on women and there was a section in there speaking to sex as being thirty percent. And I don't know if you spoke of this earlier or not, but as a part of balancing the hormones. And I really find that, you know, for this conversation, that we really need to address that and and to not shy away from these topics that we, we need to know about how to make a person completely whole and well and not neglect that side. And as Dr. Nardi says, you know, if you're a monk or someone who's abstaining, you have to have the knowledge and the science to know how to decompress these the, the things that build up in an individual that can cause an imbalance in their body. So therefore, being the first of the of the uh, spomes is being sexually healthy. I, I really see that as as long as we're physically healthy and our organs are healthy and we're uh, mentally healthy and metabolically healthy and emotionally healthy and systemically healthy, that gives us being healthy on the seven fronts. But first and foremost, it is sex because that is what we originated from. I mean, I don't know any of us that were born in a test tube <laughs> at this so therefore, you know, something had to happen. And so that's what we really really need to to address and and get a better understanding of it because some people are actually addicted to uh uh sex and then perhaps if they don't have a partner, you know, there there's masturbation that's involved in it. However, it does have a has a way have a way of affecting a person, and then oftentimes this could be the result of someone becoming lethargic or not really wanting to do anything because it, it causes a a a brain imbalance and it can drain it drains the energy. So that's all I have on that right now. Again, I, I just am glad that this topic is is on tap for this evening. We're not, we're not letting you get away that easy. You start you start talking about uh, health. Uh, the first front of being um, healthy sexually. Can you please talk about what is that? What is um, if, if 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 a if a person came up to you and they said, you know, I haven't had sex in ten years. I want to hear about what is sexually healthy. How would you explain that to them? Well, a person will, to be sexually healthy is is of course to have all parts working in the in the equation. But also having a a a healthy desire that's involved. So each in, each individual has to determine the rhythm that is involved, and then also the attitude that's involved in it. So it, is this something that is that that is that is a part of who they are, and they have the the desire, 
and that desire is based upon a, a level of consciousness, a level of consciousness where, you know, this is just a part of being a human being where they have understanding, where it's not um, looked at as a shameful act or that you have to have someone's permission from an organization or a group to say, okay, you can have yeah, you can have sex or not have sex. However, at the same time, are they mentally healthy, you know, to participate in, in sexual activity? And, and, and what responsibilities um, are involved in that? Because if someone is, is, is sexually healthy, then they won't try to override someone or where they won't use another individual just for their own gratification, but know that it is a give-and-take equation and that each person is there to help the other one grow and to um, enjoy what it is to be a human being, and that is to be, again, like on the sexual, on the southern front, to be sexually healthy or sexually engaged, and that in turn will help the person to heal on many, many different levels. Exactly. Um, Dr. Narty, one of the things I say is if a person is, to me, denying themselves because sex is one of the most natural feelings that you can have on the planet Earth, you know, the sexual desires, and you talked about the different levels, but um, it's so natural to have a sexual desire and and studying with uh, Yao Morris in some of the tantric studies, it seems that some people, like it seems that the body is always yearning to have an orgasm. The body wants to have an orgasm because of the pleasure principle and the endorphins that are released during then and how good it makes you feel. And for someone to continually resist that urge it's, that's more work. It seems like it's more work to resist and not have an orgasm or have reasons to not have uh, sexual intercourse with another person than it would be to actually experience that pleasure that, in my mind, it looks like it has also caused a side effect to happen in a person's mental stasis. You know, when I see a person who is... Um, not telling the truth about a particular subject. Sometimes I know it may be out of protection, but sometimes I know it may be because of some type of mental imbalance as well. So for someone who has uh, not been sexually fulfilled or sexually pleasured and has been fighting it, not just, you know, I've been locked up in jail and I can't do it. That's another situation. But I'm talking about someone who has... Uh, parties of the opposite sex um, desiring to be with them on an intimate level and they are, you know, putting extra effort into in the word no. How do the words no and fighting these feelings um, affect you mentally versus the energies of the word yes and receiving and feeling loved? Um, first of all, the the study that was done um, was not carried to its logical conclusion. Um, it is, to say that it is natural to yearn 
for sex. It's natural to to desire sex. It's natural to 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 um, uh, to have orgasm uh, occasionally. That is not that's not entirely true. That's not entirely true because um, they are they they are they, they are they are men. They are men who don't have that urge at all. They are women who don't have that urge at all. Now, you ask your, ask them, ask them what really happened. If they warm up to you and they tell you what really happened, you will begin to understand why uh, the, the trauma or why the bad experience um, affected the, the adrenal gland. You see, so um, to say that uh, the well is natural for for somebody for for a man or a woman to to have this uh, that's not entirely true. Uh, when 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 my when my when my my father died, I mean, my my mother never she she never remarried, and uh, she I never saw a man that you could call stepfather. No, uh, there are so many women to war like that. You see, mm-hmm. grief trauma, grief trauma affects the adrenal, adrenal gland badly. You know, there are other traumas that also affect the adrenal gland. So I would not like to, I would not like to endorse uh, such a conclusion that well, it's natural that uh, uh, people should have orgasm. It's natural that people should should satisfy the pleasure principle. Uh, no, no, because from personal experience, um, I would not go that far. You see, but. If you have the sexual urge and you suppress this sexual urge, aha, this is where your mind will do a number on you. You cannot do that. You cannot suppress the sexual urge. If you do, well, you'll be deviant. You'll be deviant in so many ways. Because you are you are you are fighting the tide. You are going you are going upstream when you are going you are supposed to go downstream. You are fighting the tide. That's not possible. You cannot go against the desire of the mind. If you do, you lose. Hmm. So it's the suppression it's the suppression that is really the issue versus so how do you so now you have you've shown me two sides of it that symptometry is saying they can help. You can help with the suppression and you can help with the grief trauma. Are those two of the main reasons for people not engaging in sex? Yeah, that's why no, I, I just I just cited a few examples. There are many other reasons. There were many yeah. other there are many other reasons uh there is also witness trauma. I mean, do, do, you, do you remember during the Sierra Leone War, during the Sierra Leone War, uh, where where uh, mothers were raped in front of their own in, the, in front of their own sons, in the, they were they were tied up so that they would, they would watch how their mother was being raped. I mean, you see, when you when you see this, this witness trauma is going to affect you. It's going to affect your adrenal gland. You see. This is experience, and uh, you, you, you know, I don't know how to express it any better than what I said earlier. Now, if if 
you if uh, you have the urge if you have the urge and your adrenal your adrenal cortex is very very well nourished and you are producing androgen and your libido is high and you do not want to engage in sexual intercourse all right why are you not trying to engage in sexual intercourse oh well it's because i'm afraid of um, sexually transmitted diseases okay you are afraid of sexually transmitted disease so what do you do now in order to relieve yourself you masturbate what do you do in order to relieve yourself you masturbate now is there is there a medium of exchange that is taking place whilst you are masturbating no there is no medium of exchange so what are you doing you are wasting the forces there is a price for wasting the forces and wasting energy There's a price. You said you. Uh, does that mean? Because I've heard before when you talk about a price, that means it's going to be just you and yourselves. So you said there's a price to pay for suppressing this energy. That's correct. There's a price. To, there's a price. There's, there's a price. There's a price for it. There's a price for it. I mean, look at. That's. You know, I keep telling you that you know. I watch when I'm when I'm free, a few for a few days for a few hours. There's a, there are favorite shows that I watch. I watch Snap. And I watch Raw, and uh, these uh, uh, people, people who are incarcerated, and their various problems. And I do that for a reason, so that I can see. I will see how, in the future, if somebody is brought to my attention, I will be able to solve this problem. So I do not want to solve the. I do not want to think about the situation or think, think about the solution when the problem is before me. I want to. I want to. I want to think about it while the problem is not yet in the, in front of me. So this, that's why I watch these shows, and I see this. I see these people who are there behind bars, and they have these they have these urges. And what do they do? They engage this homo they engage this homosexuality. That is their only way for them to release this this tension, this force in them. So what about those who do not engage in homosexuality? Some of these people became became homosexual when they were in prison. So yes. When you suppress it, there are consequences. The consequence is that you become deviant. Mm -hmm. You can really become a sexual. You become you can become a sexual predator. And when you are released, you could be easily become a pedophile. You can you can even become sadistic. Look at this man. Look at this man who 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 who, who, uh, who kidnapped and uh, who kidnapped uh, three women and held them uh, captive for for ten years. Who, there's something there's something obviously wrong with this. And dig dig into his past. Some psychologists started work working in uh uh what is the Castro, Aria Castro, the late Aria Castro. He started started working in they started working on his case, but unfortunately he committed suicide. You know? They wanted to know what made such a man to behave this way. There is always something there's a connection to sex. Always. Either he was abused or something happened. There is something that that was missing. Mm -hmm. So instead of instead of instead of instead of uh, uh, um, lining this up as a, as a statistics, why don't you why don't we try to solve the problem? That this is what we do in symptometry. We are problem solvers. So this should not be something left on the theoretical level. It is something that has to come down to the level of. So that we can do something about it. 
Yes, there are consequences, and these are some of these consequences. Thank you. Dr. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dr. Abbott. Well, you know, and, and that that is definitely correct. And, and even in my own personal observation, I've seen where, where where people who are widowers, perhaps, and they have these different support groups. Of course, there's all different types of support groups around. But one of the things that many of them would end up having are these chronic urinary tract infections. It'd be, you know, just a group of them, but there's so many of them would be testifying in their, in their, you know, gatherings that they would constantly have these um, urinary tract infections after, you know, the loss of their, their spouse or their husband, if you will. And, again, this is just an example of how the mind and the, and the suppression or the repression of different emotions and... Our, our sexual energy can can cause other other imbalances to show up in the body or or signals if if you will and i and, and that is just one that I wanted to uh speak on because you know i have seen it in 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 several several cases with in dealing with individuals. Dr. Nardi, what about after after the grief trauma has been healed from a sailor level? It's been addressed. The person has been honest. Uh, you have already had a consultation with them. You've uh, figured out which is the appropriate particulate for their particular grief trauma. It could be divorce. It could be a widow. It could be, um, you know, uh, sexual deviancy from their childhood. What do you say about the transitioning period as the libido starts to rise? They have not been having sex for, you know, quite a while. Now the trauma is healing. Does the libido often rush up into you know, into the forefront, or does it come back slowly, or is it on an individual level? What say you on how the libido level raises back up uh, after the grief oh, he, has been healed? Oh, well, from my personal experience, it, goes, it rises very, very slowly. It rises very slowly. Here is a person who, for 12 years, for 13 years, has not had intercourse, and uh, she's, I mean, it's just like you have been away for, for 15 years, and when you come back and you have to try to ride a bicycle, you have to be very, very careful on how, you, on how you get on a bicycle because it's something that you have not done in years. There are many people who have not uh, ridden a bicycle in, in 30 years, so they cannot just jump and then start riding uh, fast right away. They have to learn how to hold uh, the steering, uh, uh, um, um, uh, what is that? Uh, what is it? The, the, the steering rod. Or, um, they have to know how to sit properly on the bicycle. They have to know how to pedal, and then they have to know how to left what to the left, to watch to the right, and so on and so forth. For a person who has had grief trauma, 
and has had a particulate. We have particulates for give trauma, and we have seen how this thing works. Why? Because what it does is it reopens the channels in the adrenal cortex that lead to the cells that produce, the adre- uh, that produce androgen, you see. And then this is how it works. And then all of a sudden, hmm, life is good again. All of a sudden, um, the perspective is different. All of a sudden, um, certain things that were not looking beautiful are now beautiful. You know? So you still take your time and you proceed cautiously with great caution. So now you are in a, trans- now you are in a zone of transition. You have to be very careful. Don't go too fast. Don't go too slowly either. Then give yourself about a few more months, and then uh, you, you, you find your rhythm. You will find your rhythm. But would this be a mismatch with a man who, has, who, is, who is overproducing uh, too much androgen, or will it be a mismatch with a man who is not producing too much androgen? Well, the jury is still out there on this situation. Happy marriages is based on the, the correct match. Happy marriage is based on the correct match, not on not on mismatches. And if there is nurturing, if there is nurturing, if there is long foreplay and so on and so forth, then it will be very easy for a person who suffered grief trauma to form, to come back into rhythm. Thank you. Wow. You 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 almost started going into the astrological side of it when you talked about uh being compatible mixes, you know, dealing with the elementals, you have uh fire, air, earth and water, different particular zodiac signs and um people carry these characteristics, but unfortunately as we said at the beginning of the show, it's just like a calculator like when you put in the wrong information, it's like Somebody may say, well, Dr. Nardi didn't treat me for all my symptoms. Well, if you weren't totally honest, he could only input the information that you gave him. And a lot of people have been uh, misguided, and they only look at their sun sign. They only look at the sun, or where my sun is at, so I'm a Capricorn. But as Samaya just masterfully demonstrated at the beginning of the show, when you look at the planet Venus, Venus shows how we relate to one another. Venus and Aries. That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, um, if you were born, you could have two Capricorns, but one of them could have a Venus and Aries, and another one could have a Venus and Gemini. It's going to be a... T- to me, I would tell those people to be careful, because I already know what the Venus and Gemini, that person likes more than one part. is <laughs> very char- charismatic. But he could have a son in Capricorn. He would say, well... We were born two days apart, and I just don't understand why, you know, we're so similar, but then we're so different, because there are so many different, uh, um, like I said, facets and combinations that you have to take into uh, perspective, because that particular area, a person who has Venus and Aries is going to be kind of what I may call flighty. They're ready to start a relationship, but they may not be in it for the long haul. Because Aries is the sign of initiation, but it's not the sign of finishing. You know, the, the, the person who has Venus in Capricorn 
Capricorn, this person is a choosy lover. They want to look and so now you got a person who is this person could be could be a Gemini who are notoriously misread and say, oh, you can't be faithful. But if they have a Venus in Capricorn, this person is very, very, very choosy, and they want to be mm -hmm. in a very stable relationship with just one That's person. That's correct. And I emphasize over and over and over and over again, you cannot make somebody change their birthday or their blood type. They may can change their weight. <laughs> they can change their hair color. But you can't change your birthday, and these are some of the qualities that some people have been born with, and I try to do my best to emphasize, please look at these things when you are selecting a mate or when you are dating, or even if you've been married for 5, 10, 15 years, to look at it and say, okay, this is what we have. How can I strategically look at this to say I need help in this particular area from a systematic side versus becoming emotionally overwhelmed and upset with people? Now, I have designed something just last week, a service that I'm offering called Cosmic Connections. Cosmic Connections, where I take a person and take a birthday of another person that they're interested in. And a young woman called me the other day, and she had three men that were interested in her, and she wanted to know what was the compatibility of her and those men together. And we sat down for an hour and went through those birthdays, and I gave her the information so she would be well-informed with correct information about don't try to change people. You know, you, people get in relationships. That's correct. That's correct. And yeah. I, hope, I hope that he would change, or I thought if I did this, then he would change. Those are the, those are the worst type of relationships because nobody wants you to come in and ask them to be um, or attribute a counterfeit personality. So... Once we did the readings and she had the information and she left very, very confident on how to handle each one, how uh, what to expect from them, and what she had already saw from them was things that were also verified by looking at their birth chart. So I want to offer that That's to you. Right. If there's anyone who is in a situation like we are talking about tonight and you saying, well, um, my libido is coming back up, and I have all these men. I have all these choices, but I just don't know what to do. Get their birthday and get in contact with me, and we and I will do all that I can to give you all the information. I'm not going to make the choice for you, and I'm not going to say not him or yes him. I'm going to give you all the information as far as their natural rhythms. You want to find somebody who is a complement to your rhythm. If you have a mm -hmm. very high libido and you have a high sex drive, that's you Scorpio risings or Taurus risings. These people have huge appetites, and I have found that over the years they often are depressed because they are ashamed to tell people that they are not sexually satisfied, Dr. Nardi. They keep that information mm -hmm. to themselves, and they are not honest with their partners. And I tell them, I said, man, you have to be honest about what your level of sexual appetite is. If you don't want a lot of sex, you need to, excuse me, you need to let that person know. If you do have, um, where you need more than, uh, or where you need more than one particular um, interaction per week, you need to let that person know. 
But I really feel that it's very dangerous to withhold the, the, the communication that's necessary in order for people to know where they stand in a relationship because there has to be open and honest communication. So if anyone is interested in that particular service, I do record those sessions. You can either call me, 336-587-1215, or text me, or you can go to coachktv.info, coachktv.info, and you can scroll down and schedule a Cosmic Connection consultation with Coach Kair. And then I'm also going to be looking to see if there are any um, um, maybe medical issues that you may need to talk to Dr. Weinick or Dr. Abbott or Dr. Nardi about. So it's a very comprehensive consultation and reading. And if you're interested and you want to talk to me before you schedule it, I definitely am looking forward to that. But I'm going to stress honesty. Dr. Nardi, can you talk about how uh, honesty in relationships and or dishonesty in relationships concerning a person's sexuality uh, could lead to disaster? Oh, well, um, everything hinges on, on, on honesty and trust. And uh, many marriages have, have fallen apart, fallen to pieces on the rocks or whatever, just because um, there was a complete mismatch. Um, you um, referenced mismatch, and I, I, I strongly agree, because uh, when you have a husband who is intensely suspicious and then is very controlling, um, and the woman is also, um, um, the woman is not very suspicious, but the woman is very submissive. Okay, this will be all right up to a point, but there will come, there will come a time when the woman will stand up for herself, will stand up for her rights, and will defend her territory also. Now, honesty. Is the woman very honest in her in her motivations? Is the woman very honest in what she says to the man? The, now, if you want to know about honesty, there are a few guidelines about honesty. There are a few guidelines. You you work, you make money. I work, I make money. I use all my money to pay the bills. I use my money to pay the car note. Where is your money going to? Okay, so far I see about $2,000. Okay, fine. But I don't see any, uh, I don't see, um, I cannot tell what you, are, what you are doing with the rest of your money. It's always, I will have been, I been spending all my money on the house, on outings and everything. What is happening? Somebody is being dishonest. Why is the person being dishonest? The person is being dishonest because if he or she told the truth, the other party or the, the husband or the wife will not agree to what he was doing. If you are becoming dishonest, it means that your, your, your spouse cannot trust you. What are you creating? You are creating imbalance in the relationship. If there is imbalance and there is 
and the, the spouse does not trust you because you are not being honest. Believe me, your love bond is going to be affected. Your love bond is going to be affected. When the love bond is in tatters, what is going to happen? It means your sex drive is also going to be low. And if your sex drive is low, your marriage is going to take a hit. So it is, it is a domino effect. One, one event leads to another, to another, to another, to another. And then eventually, you have to be together just for the sake of the children. But you don't love each other anymore. But you have to be together just because of the children. Or you have to be together just because of this or because of that. This becomes a marriage of interest. It's, not, it's no longer a marriage based on love. It's a marriage based on interest. I don't call this a viable marriage. It's an opportunistic marriage. Opportunistic. So dishonesty or distrust always leads to a break in the marriage or leads to separation or leads to unhappiness in the marriage. People, many, many, many couples are married, but they are not happy. There is something that one spouse is doing that the other, other spouse does not like. But, you know, in arranged marriages, like in certain parts of the world where uh, marriages are arranged, husband and wife are together just to please dad and mom or just to please family members, but they are not pleasing each other. One is sleeping on the couch, the other one is sleeping in the bedroom. One goes on a trip, he doesn't come back, he doesn't call, you know there's something wrong in the family. So this is what dishonesty and distrust uh, brings to, the, to, to, to a relationship. I personally do not want this to happen. Start from the very beginning as very trustworthy people, as very honest people, and there's nothing to hide if you are very honest. You relax more. You are less tense. Less tense. You are less suspicious. You see, you sleep better. You relax more. And you are healthier. Thank you. Dr. Nardi, do you think that, or is there, not do you think, but is there scientifically a chemical process that allows the body to be more relaxed, to release more of the proper nutrients from the brain and different glands in the body when people, when women are having more orgasms? Because you know that you know, there's, this, um, there's a study out that says about 85% of women are not having orgasms during sex. And we know that if she's stressed and her adrenal glands are giving her uh, an abundance of adrenaline versus serotonin, uh, have you seen in your research or do you have some scientific background information on the uh, relaxation factor from a woman who is having more orgasms versus a, um, a woman who is not? You cannot have orgasm when you are not relaxed. You cannot, because that's the climax of, the, of, of, of intercourse. And sometimes you have to fake orgasm just to make the other person feel, feel that you are enjoying it. But 
uh, deep down inside you, you are not enjoying it. You don't know the person very well. You don't, how can you have orgasm when you are not relaxed? Orgasm is the, is the deepest state of relaxation. And if it is true, if you are really enjoying it, you will see how exhausted you are after intercourse. You see how exhausted you are. You need about 30 minutes to relax. But when it, the orgasm is faked because you don't trust the person, because there is something that, uh, that he or she has been doing that you don't like, they, they, I mean, the, the bills are going too high, but you, cannot, you, don't have the, you don't have the courage to say it just because you don't want to offend him or her. He's going to raise, he or she is going to raise her, her, his or her voice. I mean, the, the neighbors might, might overhear you. You cannot have orgasm under these circumstances. You cannot. So, yes, orgasm is cathartic in the sense that it releases a lot of emotions, but if you cannot relax deep and well enough, you cannot have it. So it is true. Most, I will not say, uh, well, it's very difficult, it's, very, it's impossible, if, almost impossible for, for a man to fake orgasm. It's very, <laughs> you see, because uh, there, is, there, is, there must be evidence, observational evidence, uh, after, after the act. But it's very easy for a woman to fake, to fake orgasm. It's very easy. So the, if there has been a long foreplay, if the woman trusts the man so well, if the woman is really relaxed before the, 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 the act, there is a greater tendency that uh, most women will stop faking orgasm. Mm. That, oh, that was that was that was amazing. That was amazing, brothers and sisters. Did you hear what he said? Or brothers, make sure your woman feels relaxed and protected. Women, tell your man or make suggestions to him of what he needs to do to get you into a deep state of relaxation. Brothers, if you don't know, come on over to relaxation is the key. That's why I designed it. I designed relaxation is the key so we would have better sex, better orgasms, a stress-free life. You can't operate at your optimal anything or your optimal capacity when you are stressed out. So if you need to get a consultation, you know I'm going to tell you to meditate. You know I'm going to emphasize the breathing exercises. You know I'm going to, uh, I'm going to emphasize taking more walks and being um, out in nature more. Um, you know I'm going to emphasize more sunlight, but I'm also going to give you a personalized package according to you and your own personal rhythm. I call it the astrological pulse. When I ask you what your birthday is, I'm taking your pulse. I want to see whether the, what the pressure is at right then. And I'm just so happy that I've developed a, a high end of accuracy for people who need that particular type of um, that modality in their life. I want to open the lines up right now for anyone who would like to ask a question. This show has moved so fast, I didn't even know we were almost done. The lines are open now. If you'd like to speak, you can press 1. If you're in the chat line, you can press, you can call in 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. I would love to hear 
Even if you don't have a question, I'd love for some females or some bro any of my callers to just press one and tell me like one little nugget or jewel that you picked up tonight that you can use immediately. You don't have to necessarily um you know, tell us your whole particular story or anything like that, but if anything sounded and seems like something that you can work with right now, or if you do feel courageous enough to share a part of your story with us, we would definitely appreciate it tonight because you're who I had this you are who I had this show for. All right. So the call in number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. If you'd like to press one and come in and make a comment, or if you have a question um, concerning different foods, you know, that um, supply vitamin E, I'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, Dr. Weinick, earlier Dr. Nardi said we were talking about vitamin E levels as far as nurturing the adrenal cortex. Would you like to speak on um, the importance of vitamin E levels in, in women? Uh well, I guess Dr. Nardi already touched on that a little bit, but um, uh, vitamin E is a, a fat-soluble vitamin, and it's going to be found in in um, high amounts in in the good fats. So um, that's an important part of of. Uh, the principles of scientific eating is to um, be certain to be eating uh, uh, sources of good fat. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you did you want to add anything else on about the rudder tonight? Because I know you over there listening intently. You told me you said I I learned on every show as well. Was there any other jewels? that you picked up tonight as far as, um, let's say you may have a couple that's coming in and you notice that they're having some relationship issues. Um, you know, being a doctor, I mean, does it sometimes seem to be um, an awkward place that you have to talk about people's relationships or have there been some, some times in, in your career that you had to um, suggest increased nurturing, like rubbing on the back or hugging or foreplay? Uh, it doesn't come up too much, but I think in terms of the discussion tonight, that when the, the, the when the woman uh, is content, there there is transparency, there is honesty, there is there is no manipulation. Uh, the negative aspect of the fe- the feminine side is that the woman withholds sex in a power play. And and uses it in a manipulating way, and that can go um, that can go both ways. So I think that the important part of the discussion here is that both sides of the relationship, in a in a fully nurturing relationship, require openness and honesty, and um, without manipulation, without manipulation, and without withholding, and that's what actually two people in relationship um, can grow to the fullest and experience more of of who they are to the fullest, as I was talking about before. So the the female or the woman who is content is not manipulating, and the male who is um, rowing the boat, as it were, 
And supporting the feminine is also not manipulating and is not withholding and is not using um, uh, sex as a power uh, uh, struggle um, either in a forcible way or a withholding way. So I think that's that's an important part of the discussion tonight. This is a dream come true. Mm, Dr. Abbott, would you like to add on to that before we get out of here tonight? Give me, I, I, I know you over there spinning the weave and just picking it up. How you feel about being a positive oarsman over here? Are you down with uh, supporting the oarsman team? Well, you know that's 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 just birthright, um, right there. <laughs> but I, I mean, but I, I'm really, really grateful and happy to hear this information that's being given tonight about this because it's, it's so it's so much it's so needed for us. You know, I, I mean, the the interaction between masculine and feminine is really what keeps our keeps the balance of our planet. And whether you know, whether or not if we really are conscious of it or not and again as like you spoke of the honesty and how Dr. Nardi just broke it down on and how it negatively can affect a person if they're not being honest. So honesty um has a lot to do with with with, with veto and desire. And 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 as the more transparent we become, the easier it is for us to maintain the magnetic spot and the desires. So that, in in conjunction with eating scientifically, living scientifically, and getting into the proper rhythm, will ultimately keep each family, each group or individual happy and thriving together. And it will create that synergistic magic that that is you know, that is that is that is being spoke of today in, in so many circles. Absolutely, absolutely that's what I want I want people to have more magical relationships. I want that's that's important. And Dr. Nardi said, everyone, everyone, we need everyone. We need the good priests. We even need the good charcoal gatherers and things like that. But we need good relationships. We have to have. And I mean, we gotta look at it, man. The, the world that we stay in is war torn. Is strife. Is conflict. And as uh, my Facebook friend Misha just. Why analyze it so much when we just need to be doing more of it? So I am opening myself and putting my hat in the ring, uh, not as a volunteer for anybody, but I'm just suggesting that we loosen up a little bit and start working on transitioning to having more nurturing, having more healthy sexual intercourse, having more love play in our lives. Um, doing, I mean, do some research into compatibility, but then go ahead and get started. You gotta make a decision. But sitting on the sideline, you cannot score touchdowns sitting on the sideline. You cannot win a championship if you're not in the game. That's Coach Kair's 
uh, piece on that right there. So, I'm, uh, Dr. Nardi, I'd like to give you the uh, last word tonight, what you thought about the show, and, um, you know, what what is your, what is the vision for symptometry as far as relationships in the future? Oh, we, we, we would like everyone to be happy, but it's not easy to be happy. I mean, uh, you cannot be happy when you have diseases. You cannot be happy when uh, as, uh, your, your, your best friend is being dishonest. You cannot be happy when where you are going is full of booby traps. So uh, what we want is happiness, but to get, in order to get to happiness, we have a lot of work to do. So I personally applaud you for choosing this topic because it helps us to discuss in detail, it has helped us to discuss in detail what we need to do uh, in order to be sexually um, healthy, what you need to do in order to be mentally healthy and emotionally healthy. So um, the, the contributors to, to, this, uh, to this show, Dr. Warneck and uh, Dr. Abbott, have also done a great job because they helped to, to show, to, to show uh, the light on the aspects that were not well discussed. Um, the connection or the discussion of the feminine side and the masculine side, as, uh, as uh, Dr. Wane pointed out, uh, is a very important uh, addition to the piece that helps to complete the picture. Dr. Abbott also came in uh, from the, his perspective, and this was also very good. So what hasn't been brought out tonight? Basically nothing. So since nothing has been brought out, and since nothing was left out, and everything has been brought out, we are all winners. So that's how we leave the show, as all winners. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate that. And tonight, if someone would like to do a little more research on their own, you can visit symptometrybooks.com. And we, I highly, highly suggest the path to optimal women's health. We talked about women uh, having to fake orgasms because she's not relaxed and some of these side effects. I'm sure that these things are extensively covered in the path to optimal women's health. And understanding the human body in itself I think that the book, An In-Depth Study of the Most Complete Person, is a must-have, a must-have. So I please, I strongly suggest you visit symptometrybooks.com and check out An In-Depth Study of the Most Complete Person and pick up your copy of The Path to Optimal Women's Health. You need these in your, in your life. And remember, shipping is included, so it's, all, it's an all-inclusive price. And I think that this will really help, as I always love to say, add some champagne to your campaign. Thank you for listening so much tonight. It has been my plump, pleasing pleasure to be host once again to Dr. Narty, Dr. Abbott, and Dr. Wynette, my esteemed panel. Thank you all for listening tonight. We probably left some jaws over tonight because this is the first show, but we haven't had any questions. We have questions every night. So I knew that this subject, this subject was a taboo subject, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be downloading it because I saw a lot of people liking it on my 
Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and I saw a lot of people in the caller queue, and no one raised their hand. I think that this was a subject that really touched a lot of people personally, and um, they either know someone in this particular predicament, <clears throat> or as Samaya, who came in and was honest and was like, hey, this is me right now. So I want to congratulate each and every one of you who have downloaded the show, listened to it live, called in, and just thank you so much for being so courageous that you want to make a change and a difference in your life. Big shout out to everybody that was in the chat room tonight. Appreciate y'all for stopping by, all the guests of Philadelphia, Toronto, <clears throat> Virginia, California, New Mexico, uh, Venezuela, Peru, uh, uh, Argentina, Mars, Venus, Saturn, Pluto, and Uranus. Thank all my extraterrestrial friends for dropping in, and I really do appreciate all of you so very much. Please check out CoachKTV.info to see if there are any services that you may need for me, uh, emotional freedom technique, because making a transition back into this particular area of an increased libido, there may be some emotional baggage that needs to be released, and I'd be glad to help you. Please just check out what I have over there. And I will see you all in two weeks. Thank you so much. I love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Mm -hmm.